Hello again out there in uh, Birdland. It's Hanson Tebbets along with... Uh, Chip Darmstadt. Hey, Chip. And we are... We're going we're gonna to head to the... Uh, we're going to head to the field. We're going to head to the grasslands today. We're going to talk about a few of our birds um, that um, spent a lot of time in the grass. And one of them is... One of my favorite birds is a um, the bobolink. Oh, yeah. Awesome bird. Sounds like R2-D2. I, I love their song. Let's see if we can call it up here. The, the, the bobolink um, is just one of those birds that, um, you know, we, you know, it arrives, you know, late spring, but then um, it spends a lot, of it ta- a lot of its time hovering over the grasslands, and they have a particular behavior. Yeah, they're in Vermont and, and elsewhere in its range. They're really a, exclusively a, a grassland species. And in Vermont, the hayfield is perfect habitat for bobolink. If, if the hayfield's big enough, um, they need to be fairly large, you know, tens of acres. And a really bizarre pattern on the bobolink with that the black, totally black underparts and that kind of yellowish nape, and then the the whitish pattern on the black back, so a unique pattern on that bird. And it's, um, you know, very bubbly, sort of metallics, rambling song that you hear quite a bit, and you mentioned uh, our friend from uh, Star Wars. Yeah, very kind of robotic sounding, lots of bubbly notes. Um, I don't think I could imitate it. <laughs> but yeah, they often, and they sing often from the wing. So they'll keep singing from a perch, but they'll also sing while they're flying, on the wing, I should say. Um, and, you know, they kind of have this funny, almost hovering flight, or very, um, you know, stilted flight as they go over the field singing that song, courting the females and declaring their territories. Yeah. And they... Um you know, from time to time, you'll see them maybe perched on the utility wire, and then they kind of dive, but then they can hover and, and, and sing for a long time before they actually enter the grass. Yeah, and once they're in the grass, they're, you know, really hard to see, and they nest right on the ground. Um, the female looks quite different. She is more kind of tannish, yellow. Um, doesn't have the same dramatic pattern as the male, and so um, she's very well hidden in the tall grasses. Let's take a listen here to the uh, bobolink. Here we go. Listen to this. Establishing territory, doing a little courting here. sound is unique. Nothing else sounds like the bobolink. Yeah, good stuff. One of our um, grassland birds, and uh, and they take off for the winter, and they, they go to, do they go to Uruguay, Paraguay? Where do they go? They go somewhere far, far, far away. Yeah, Argentina, the Pampas, the grasslands of South America, where they can gather by the thousands, um, not tens of thousands, of these big flocks uh, unfortunately, often uh, in rice fields where they get shot um, or poisoned. So it's a species that is in trouble both on its nesting grounds and in the wintering range in South America because they 
Um, in the wind, in places like Vermont, you know, they're dependent on hay fields, which, um, of course, are the primary reasons we have hay fields in Vermont is for the hay. And if it weren't for farmers growing hay, we wouldn't have bobolinks. But at the same time, um, bobolinks often their nests often get destroyed during the haying operations, especially if they're or, uh, on the early side. So they have a, they have a little trouble on the nesting grounds, uh, and then they. Get, can get hammered in the in the uh, in South America on the uh, wintering ground. So it's a species that has declined quite a bit in North America. The bobolink, b o b o l i n k, the bobolink. Not sure how it got that name. Uh, I heard something once about it was short for Robert O. Lincoln, but <laughs> I, I don't know where where bobolink came from. Their sound doesn't. Maybe it's reminiscent of their the sound they make, uh, that robotic sound. But, uh, yeah, kind of an interesting name for an interesting bird. Yeah, good stuff. The bobolink. What meadowlarks are another another bird that we have here? Yeah, and you know both the meadowlark and the bobolink are icterids. They're in the blackbird family, um, along with red winged blackbird, rusty blackbird, uh, grackle. Uh, and the Orioles are, are in that family as well. So, yeah, the um, bobolink and the eastern meadowlark often share the same habitat. They love big, wide-open fields, um, not too weedy, not too shrubby. So uh, a hay field is, is the perfect environment for both a bobolink and a meadowlark. Again, they have to be sizable, though. You, they won't nest in, a, like, a small 10-acre hay field usually. It's, it, you know, especially the meadowlark requires even larger fields. So... Um, the but so Champlain Valley is probably one of the best places to look for both those species. Although in Vermont, I've I've had good luck finding meadowlark at the Berlin Airport. Uh, it's parked in, in, in the short-term parking area, and uh, uh, you might get lucky in here and see uh, the meadowlark out in the in the runway fields. And they have a you know that's if that striking yellow. It's just that really really you know sun-like yellow um you know buttercup type yellow on their body so really if you can get a good look at that you know what you got yeah it's funny if you see them from behind you know with that brown scaly pattern they blend right into the ground but as soon as they turn around that yeah you get hit by that bright yellow pattern and a dark v uh, on the chest very uh, unique pattern um and a large beak um, if you see flying away, you could often see white on the outer tail feathers. So a uh, very distinctive bird. Uh, looks almost exactly like the western meadowlark out west, but uh, in the east we pretty much just have the eastern meadowlark. Once in a blue moon, the western shows up. But, um, yeah, you got to get out to a hay field uh, or a, a big, you know, not too wet um, um, field of any size in the Champlain Valley, and that's where you tend to find those birds. Yeah, the eastern meadowlarks. So we've got bobolink, meadowlarks, uh, upland sandpiper too. You mentioned airports. Occasionally you'll see a, a upland sandpiper at an airport, right? Yeah, very rarely. I know one spot in Highgate, Vermont, where you can still see upland sandpiper. So they do occasionally show up elsewhere. But all of these species used to be much more common in Vermont back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. So they have all declined a lot. And in fact, um, the meadowlark has declined to the extent where um, it's being proposed as a threatened species in Vermont. 
and Vermont Center for Eco Studies and New Hampshire Audubon, VCE and, and New Hampshire Audubon, are conducting um, meadowlark surveys in Vermont, and they're encouraging all of us uh, as community scientists to get out and look for meadowlarks too and report those to VCE. So if you're interested in learning how to uh, look for meadowlarks and report those sightings, go to the, the Vermont, um, Vermont Center for Eco Studies website. Yeah, they're located located in the Upper Valley, Norwich, I believe, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, good stuff. So we've been talking about some grassland birds um, getting towards the end of June, headed to uh, headed to July. Everyone, um, you know, hold on there. We've got we've got plenty more summer to go. Um, but uh, enjoy the enjoy the outdoors, enjoy the fields and forests. Enjoy your bird walks. Summer is a special place in Vermont, so um, enjoy that. Until next time, I'm Anson Tebbets. I'm Chip Darstadt. Or the birds.